2: You're listening to Garibaldi Red, a Nottingham Forest podcast brought to you by Nottinghamshire Shear Live. Hello and welcome to Garibaldi Red. My name is Matt Davis, as usual. And we're back in the situation we've been in so many times before over the last 20 years. Uh, Nottingham Forest is sacked the manager, this time Chris Hutton. Something that probably comes as no surprise to anyone, but we're going to dissect it all and look ahead to what might happen next in the company of uh, first of all, Reds fan from Forest Garibaldi, Greg Mitchell. Greg, good morning. Are you well? Yeah, yeah, better than it was yesterday. <laughs> well, we'll come on to that. Come on to that. And also, another Res fan in Michael Temple. Temp, are you well? Yeah, good. Thanks, Matt. Morning, Greg. Morning. Yes, good to get a fan perspective. I mean, we had on Monday Darren Fletcher and Gary Birtle just lamenting the situation and kind of saying it was basically in the road for Chris Ewton. And so it's proved to be. I mean, Greg, I saw your tweet last night pretty, making it pretty clear you thought he had to go. What, what are your thoughts on what's happened?
1: Uh, well, it could be seen. You know, we might look back and say it was four or five games too late. I think um, it should have happened last month. It didn't. You know, they they saw fit to give him another chance. But it was just so obvious nothing was going to change. The football hasn't changed one bit since, you know, end of last season. You know, <laughs> And it was just so frustrating. And I've never known the stadium to get like it has been the last few weeks where there wasn't even a disagreement. Every single fan seemed to think the same. Uh, So it has finally happened. Hopefully it isn't too late. And hopefully the new guy gets going straight away because he's got to. We've got to go on a run of games just to get out of the relegation zone. And it's pretty grim. So thank God it has happened now. I feel a bit sorry for Chris and It's not entirely his fault, but it was so clear it wasn't working. And it's just, like I say, a few games too late for me.
2: Yeah, Temps. do you want to pick up on that? I mean, Greg said it wasn't entirely his fault. What's your take on it?
0: Yeah, I mean, the position was untenable after that run of results. I don't think there's a single Forest fan um, that would dis- disagree with that. I think quite clearly the the hierarchy and probably even Chris himself knew that he'd uh, come to the end of the line even before uh, last night's match. I uh, wish him well. I think he's a good fella. Clearly he's... Um, Got good ethics and was, you know, relatively uh, well reputed as a fella. It hasn't worked out. We said last time football's a fickle business. He'll soon be forgotten. Um, so yeah, wish him well on a personal level. But it was a, a failed appointment at Forest, and we'll all look forward now and hope that the the new man
2: can spark some life. Let's talk about the new man then, and we'll, I'll run through a list here uh, of potential candidates. And the tip of the hat to Athletic, uh, our colleagues there, who said that Steve Cooper. Might well be the next manager. And I'll go read out a couple of other names and then we'll talk about Cooper. So other potential people. uh, Alex Neal was at the game last night. Might be him, I guess. Frank Lampard, Eddie Howe, Roy Keane, John Terry, Chris Wilder, uh, Nathan Jones, Neil Critchley, Nigel Clough, Michael Appleton. uh, And Ben Olsen was one I put uh, because he worked with uh, uh, Dane Murphy in America. I mean, Steve Cooper is the one that's been tips to be uh, the manager, like I was saying before we recorded, a colleague in Swansea uh, said, uh, it'll sort you out, but the football won't be pretty, which sounds kind of familiar, but Cooper does have this very good reputation working with young players and working within a structure, which sounds like Forrester adopting. This, what are your thoughts on, on that, Temps, if it is Cooper, or does anyone else leap off the page of someone you'd like to come in?
0: The name that leaps off the page is who I would like to come in is Eddie Howe, just because of his profile, um, the work he's done before, his, his track record, but I, I don't think he fits the mould of what we're looking to appoint. Um, the person spec seems to be uh, willing and able to work with young players, willing and able to work within a, a structure and a record of success at championship level. Steve Cooper took Swansea to the playoffs twice and then um, walked away ostensibly over a, a lack of backing. So I think his track record and his personal profile um, fits that specification i'd welcome the appointment if the um football wasn't the kind of fluent passing which you know forest fans still admire so be it we've got to get um we re-established in this division we're finding ourselves rooted to the bottom at this moment in time so yeah effective football would get my vote even if it's not pretty for the time being because that's what the situation
2: demands yeah i mean um He had a lot of players sold from under him as well, Cooper, didn't he, Greg? He did do a very good job. Would would he work for you or would you have the concerns about the style of play, if it is as bad as some people say? No, we're
1: far, way too far down the line to worry about how we play at the minute. You know, it's got to be about results, getting the most out of the young players. I I changed seats last night. I sat in the uh, Peter Taylor stand with my dad and Alex might. I don't know whether he is he injured at the minute because he oh, was just sat sure. in the stands. And mm. you think, what a talent he is. We need these players like to save us, really. Uh, so I'd take Steve Cooper straight away. He's never been sacked, so he can come here and get that little <laughs> notch eventually. But um, yeah, he worked with the under 17s with England, didn't he? Again, two playoffs with Swansea. He ticks all the boxes uh, with Dane Murphy as well. It will be his choice you'd hope. So he'll see the good in the good in him. Uh Alex Neal was the one that was mentioned quite a lot. I mean he was at the game last night so maybe that's a bit of uh being a I bit clever by hearing, him. Yeah. Uh but yeah I had a quick look on the betting and Cooper's by far the favourite at the minute. So uh you'd think it hopefully would be him. And if it isn't well we'll see the next one. Lampard always sticks out to me works with young players. You know, we haven't done bad out of managers from them before, where he's been before. So, I don't know. It's just, for me, it's not just about the manager anymore, is it? They've got to get it right. And the new CEO has. He's really got to knuckle down and get this club working in the right direction. Because we can't just keep going down this path. And it isn't just this regime. It was, you know, 20 years of working like this. We've got to get... It can't always be the manager, uh, and we've got to get it right, just not on the pitch, but off the pitch
2: as well. Mm. I wrote a piece last night where Dave Murphy, the phrase that struck me, is about one true north, everyone's got to pull in the one direction. Mm. And I suppose, Temps, now whatever happens, this new manager has to fit into the, the, the vision and the structure, and it didn't really ever feel like Chris Hewton really, either. whether he didn't buy into I don't know, it just didn't feel like the right marriage, did it, uh, with... Murphy and Houghton, because of how Houghton like, has worked in the past with more experienced players and, and stuff like that.
0: Yeah, I think every chief exec wants his own man, wants to surround himself with people who buy into his uh, vision and his style. It's no different in in any vocation, any walk of life. You'd always want to go in and 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 make those make those appointments, make those changes if necessary. It's become it's come a bit sooner than Murphy would have liked. I don't think anything would have given him more pleasure to work in with a, a ready-made squad, ready-made manager and, and find the results straight away. But look back at his reputation for um, appointments uh, at Barnsley and the manner in which they move managers on for a, a, a negotiated uh, transfer fee. Ismail's at um, West Brom now. Uh, it was Gerhard Struber, wasn't it, that um, took over at Barnsley when they were seven points from safety. He kept them up with that last minute win um, against Forest and uh, the late one against Brentford, and then they they sold him to to New York Red Bull. So that that track record of identifying a slightly under the radar manager, putting them in a situation, an environment where they can um, feel comfortable, succeed and prosper, and then given the circumstances at Barnsley be moved on for a fee, given the circumstances at Forest be retained, and hopefully given the time to uh, to to nurture um, a, a period of success is what. Um, Dane will be looking for now so um, I'll go out on a limb here and say that Dane's vision is to have a manager that's going to be in place for um, two years plus and to avoid this um, almost endless ongoing cycle of managers not seeing through an entire season or being shipped out um, between transfer windows I think that has to be the case there has to be some stability that's Dane's method let's trust him to appoint the right man
2: what kind of squads do you inherit? Because it's a period of transition, a younger squad. Transitions normally good when you don't need immediate results. You, they're balancing some books here in a sense, in multiple senses. Greg, what kind of, what kind of state of squad is this new manager going to have to work with?
1: Well, he's got a new squad, hasn't he? The players don't really know each other. There's four or five new ones. Um, if he is about the young players and the academy players, I'd like to see an academy player be the captain. This isn't anything against Graben, but I just think he needs to concentrate on goal scoring. So, I'd love to see him come in and say, Joe Warrell, you're a club captain for us. We start from the back and that's the way we work. But he's got an exciting squad. He's got some young players that have got loads, bucket loads of talent. Uh, We just weren't playing in the right way for them. So... Like you say, he hasn't got the time. Thankfully, there's another international break coming up next month so he can do some serious work in that, I'd imagine. Uh, But the season's not over yet. I can't believe I'm saying this, but we're only like 15 points. It goes on a big run before Christmas and you never know. So just a bit of confidence will help and get these players playing how they want to play.
2: Yeah, I mean, we're early enough in the season that, (laughs) They can. It's smart, isn't it? Saying they're I'm only making stay up. No, no. I mean, you're well. They need forty nine more points to stay up. Um, yeah. I mean, what's the state of play, Tam?s Where should we be looking? Are you, as a fan, just thinking pure survival now and nothing else? That's grim to think at this stage, but it might be realistic, mightn't it?
0: No, we're not setting an end of season target at this point in time. We're setting a, an immediate six to ten game target, which is to get out of the relegation zone, and we look from there. But it's it's not a a transfer and recruitment brief at this minute. It's a training ground brief. And this new manager, whoever it's going to be, needs to come in, pick the players that he fancies, find a system that works and and get the best out of our players, particularly our attacking players. Because I think the frustration, we've all seen it. That long ball to the two centre-halves at at Cardiff at the the weekend was was hard to watch. And I think um, there were 30,000 people in the city ground wondering why we'd adopted that tactic of bypassing a creative midfield, some really established championship players and hoofing the ball to those two giants who were just marking up everything that, that came their way. So, yeah, so much improvement to come from within. Um, I genuinely believe this can be a, a top 12 squad. Um, sorry, a top 12 team can emerge from within this squad. I think there'll be some significant changes to the manner in which um, Hooten set them up and some of the selections that he made. But if I was a manager walking in here, there's in certain departments, there's a bit of an embarrassment of riches. You mentioned Mighton there. Joe Lolly was on the bench. These, these wide boys can come in and make a difference. There's no, no way that um, Lewis Grabban is going to remain uh, a, a number 10. You've got a pretty solid um, centre-back pairing, but it can't have been the plan to be trying to integrate two on loan fullbacks at this stage of the season. So let's um, yeah give the new fella a bit of time on the training ground um, made his colours to the mouse in terms of a style of play, a brand of football, the selections that he wants to make. But there's so much improvement that has to come within. And to answer your question, the immediate target has to be out of this relegation zone within 10 games.
2: There never really was a style of play with Houston, was there? It always felt... I mean, everything. I think everything had to go through the number nine. And I don't think he ever got the number nine he wanted because Glenn Murray was too old and Lyle Taylor... Just hasn't well, he hasn't just hasn't done it really. It hasn't worked for him. There was that bit last night, Greg wasn't there when they're just olaying the players for passing it between yeah. the centre halves and the midfielders and then back to the keeper, which I don't think how I don't think it helped at all. But I guess you know it's a bit of gallows humour. I mean, what was it like in the ground last night? It was pretty grim, I guess, wasn't it? It
1: was, yeah. And at the end, it was. I mean, I just hung about out of just I don't know some kind of. Uh but yeah, there was people shouting into the director's box. It was it like I say, it was clear, it's been clear for many games now that it's just the fans knew what they wanted and it was hard to disagree because when you were watching that every game, just so frustrating, not wanting to pass it forward, sidewards, backwards, like part of me like you looked at Neil Warnock on their touchline, bellowing like twenty-four seven just constantly. When there was a break in play, every one of their players was coming over to him. I think Hughton uh, had one player talking to him at that point. There was just no urgency. I think there was a style of play. It was just slow. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not going to take a lot to change that. The players must be relieved. I'm sure, like ourselves, we they think Chris Hughton was a nice man, but he just wasn't right for, for our club at the minute. Um, so, yeah, if it's Cooper... I don't think it will be too hard for him to quickly change the style we play. Because under Lamucci we were playing that fast football and there was quite a few of those players still involved. So, it's not going to take long.
2: Yeah, Graben got a lot of goals playing counter-attacking football yeah. and lying on balls in the box that are low and not lumped up to him. Just a quick one on Houston Thames. Do you think he's done as a manager? I mean, I, I, it's a bit irrelevant for his fans, don't care now. I, I think there's probably still life in him at the right club with the right team. but. Do you think the game's moved on away from people like Hooton now?
0: Yeah, he he still comes at a a hefty price, Hooton. He's very well remunerated um, amongst contemporaries in the Championship. So I think it will be hard for him to um, bounce back immediately at this level. I think the game and sport in general has grown up quickly in terms of methods of analysis, um, the metrics put on uh, players in the recruiting process. And... Yeah, I suppose lazily, it'd be easy to say he's from a, a different era and probably not au okay fait with all of that. The reality is, um, there's a significant support structure at Forrest. And even if he's not an expert himself, um, he needs to and may well have surrounded himself with people that he considered um, experts in that field. So. Yeah, look, he is—he's—he's he's, he's old school. I mean, by virtue of his of, of his age and when he when he played the game professionally, there's been significant change since then. I think if you look at the the kind of method that he employed at, at Norwich and Brighton as well, it was um, defensively minded, um, and that certainly hasn't cut the mustard here. Just in in terms of that previous point about the brand of football, I think the last two managers where there was a, a really apparent plan and style was. Lamucci, when he was on the rise in that season, and um, before the COVID break, when we were looking really strong with the attacking fullbacks, the, the the counter, there was a very clear method. Uh, and before that, it was probably Billy when he just had this mm-hmm. mindset of um, passing the ball and grinding teams down till we were, you know, almost taking the taking the Mick. I think in mm-hmm. between times, there's been a load of managers who've been um, desperate to make an instant impact. And in a in a quite misguided way, they've sought to do that by signing who they thought were ready-made players, but were in fact guys who were 30 plus, were never going to command a transfer fee on the way out, and we're going to command high wages. So installing that brand of football and the philosophy behind it is going to be absolutely vital um, because I think Forest fans want to have a sense of trust and understanding in in, in what the plan is so they can get firmly behind it.
2: Yeah, I mean, put your Forza hat on, Greg, because um, I saw you, you guys tweeted out a thread about how things are at the club. Like Temp says, uh, everything needs to come together now, doesn't it? And the one, one unified plan, I guess that has to be led by Dane Murphy. doesn't it? There's no point in being there if, he's not, if it's not going to all kind of pull in this one direction now, does it?
1: Yeah, and it, I'm sure it will do now. And you know if if it doesn't, and I'd, I'd imagine he wouldn't hang about for long, um, and that'd be the real worry for me. If if he was to leave, then you'd think what on earth is going on. But I don't think he will. Um, I think he'll be looking at this now and seeing right. This is now my club, my manager. Uh, I'm sure he would have been involved in some of the player recruitment. So I am, like like Temp said, as long as we get out of this relegation zone within the next ten games or so. Uh, and that becomes less of a worry. We can start building and it's not about this season. It's about finally getting a plan in and making it work and just slowly seeing improvements. Fans are going to be happy with that. We've been waiting 23 years. A couple <laughs> of four years isn't going to matter as long as we can see some improvement. Because unfortunately, you know, in the past four or five years, there hasn't been that. We've had like the one close season, but there hasn't been that continuous improvement uh, year on year which you see from these clubs that eventually get into the Premier League which is of course the goal uh but at the minute it we're looking in the other direction and it is a massive concern
2: A uh, quick word on Stephen Reid who's come in as the, the, yeah he was the first team coach now he's the temporary manager the caretaker it's a different way Forest have done it i mean you always used to be Gary Brazil but more recently, you know, 20 minutes later, there's a new manager announced and I've got my Twitter alert set for Forrest. There's nothing come in 20 minutes later or an hour and 20 minutes later. So I guess they're going to go with Stephen Reed for a while. Is that a sensible move, Temps, just for a couple of games? He knows the players at least and he's a, a young coach. I think
0: the thing with Gary Brazil, he's such a precious commodity and the job he's doing at the academy is is absolutely top rate. The last thing you want to do is unsettle him from that role or put him in charge for a period of time in these circumstances where the, the losses could rack up and in some kind of contrived way he could end up leaving the football club um, for his performance in a role that he didn't sign up for. So I agree with the sentiment of letting Gary Brazil run the Forest Academy as he does exceptionally well and as he has done exceptionally well for a long period of time. I think he's one of the most valuable employees that we that we have. Um, I don't know too much about Stephen Reed's, um standing with... Um, the players. I would imagine that he is slightly distanced from uh, Chris Houghton and his style of management. Um, By all accounts, there were um, quite a few disgruntled Forest players who didn't agree with um, Houghton's style. Um, But yeah, Stephen Reed must have managed his own reputation internally and his relationships with those players to to have been entrusted with this role. So as you say, Matt, it does suggest um, that it's going to take uh days or maybe even a couple of weeks to conclude this recruitment process i know dane's out of the country at the minute bless him getting getting married and he would never have foreseen this um little crisis colliding with um with with that um so yeah makes sense from that point of view but obviously every game missed without the new man in the chair um, is a further delay in, in getting this group settled and, and looking to play positive, winning football. So, yeah, let's hope it's a, a successful um, but short caretaker tenure for Stephen.
2: Uh, let's just talk about a couple of players, I guess, in the next few games. We'll just do be here for another 10 minutes or so. Um Hewton made the choice to swap goalies yesterday for Horvath and it didn't work out. And I don't hold that against Hewton at all because I would have done the same thing. You don't know if the goalie's going to have a rick like that, which Ethan Horvath did for the second goal. But after that, he looked really nervous. So what do you do now with your Reed or Steve Cooper, if he comes in before the weekend? Do you go with Samba, who might be disgruntled at being dropped? Or do you stick with Horvath because it might kill him, if you, or kill him mentally if you drop him after one game? Temps, what would you do? Can I talk about that goal for a second?
0: So the, the difference between the two teams at, at that point was Hernandez pressed MBso into making a bad back pass that bobbled, pressed mm. Ethan Horvath into taking a bad touch and then pounced on that mistake and, and tapped it in. But If you watch the, the replay of that goal, the desire and the commitment and the drive from Hernandez was in contrast to what you saw from those two players. Look, it was a, a, a bad touch of a bobbling ball and if he had his time again, he'd spank it out of the ground Um, personally I don't want to see the keeper chopped and changed I want to see a firm decision made and 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 stuck with um, a particular keeper Uh, Horvath looked very assured in the in the Bradford game Um, Samba made a few mistakes but he was exposed at times by those in front of him Um, on balance give Horvath three more games see how we go
2: yeah, I think I'd probably agree. I think you have to. But are you gonna disagree, Greg?
0: I just think
1: if um if Reed is in charge for the next game, um, fair enough, like keep him in. But if it is the new manager and he's had a week to see the players, just he'll know who's more confident, he'll know who's heads up and go with that. It's a completely clean slate, isn't it? It doesn't matter what's happened in any of the previous games. Just see how they are on the training pitch, see which one looks up for it. And then I don't think anyone's going to be moaning at the team selection when the new guy comes in. And if they are, it's crazy. You've just got to give him the opportunity now, give him the chance. Um, I haven't got a clue who I'd put in goal, to be honest. I just wish it was because they were both playing so well.
2: Temps mentioned the second goal. I mean, the first goal was interesting, wasn't it? Because Forrest hadn't started badly, but they hadn't really worked the keeper. And then suddenly Middlesbrough showed that one bit of quality and it's a great finish by a striker. That, I mean, in a sense, that's been missing by Forest. I know Taylor and Graben haven't missed hatfuls of chances, but that sudden click of quality, one goal and Forest looked done, basically. Did it feel like they were done, Greg, at that point?
1: Yeah, definitely. It was such a... Because we weren't playing bad, but we weren't trying to challenge him. I don't know whether we'd had a shot on target. And it was. It was a big shame, but heads went down, groans in the crowd. You know, it was just so obvious what was coming now. Because there was a bit of hope. You know, the crowd were behind the team. And it was just, it was a real kick. And we knew it was coming. And teams know it's coming. If they wait long enough, they know they're going to get the chances against Forrest. Because we're not attacking enough. And we're not going to get that goal to go ahead. Um, yeah, it was obvious. and I'd love When Joe Lolly came on, uh, he was having some shots. All right, they weren't the greatest, but suddenly Middlesbrough started to look a bit more defensive and thinking, hang on a minute, we've got some pressure here. Uh, we've just got to start, you know, peppering those balls in and getting them in the box and getting some shots in, and things will change for us. We're not going to start winning games if we're having one or two shots on target each game. Mm-hmm.
2: Another interesting player is James Garner, who obviously really well last season. If he came in last season after had the three games he's had now, people would be wondering why we've signed him. I mean, he wasn't bad against Derby, but he's got progressively, you know, downhill compared to what he's very much capable of. And he was really poor last night, as I say, by what he can do. I mean, do you think he probably just needs a bit of confidence, temps, and just to manage to say, look, you're a really good player and we'll see the best from him again soon? Yeah, exactly. I'd, I'd back James Garner
0: to to, to bounce back. Um, I think he will be in the new manager's mind, Stephen Reid's mind, to retain that role in central midfield because he is the closest we've got to a kind of um, all-round midfielder who's you know very very comfortable on the front foot. Probably at his best on the front foot, actually. I think you can put him in that mould with the wide boys and Carvalho and these conversations we've had in the past, where you can see them really standing out in a in a fluent, uh, flowing team that's um, scoring goals and doing well. Um, He's he's got a real shot on him, hasn't he? And that that bit of that bit of quality as as well. So I'd I'd back him to 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 come good. Um just touching on last night once more. Don't forget we missed two pretty clear chances, the Lewis grabbing chance and the Joe Worrell chance, which could have changed the makeup of the game. But yeah, as you said, unfortunately, at the at the minute, when we're
2: when we're down by one, we're we're pretty much sunk. That's what happens, isn't it, Greg, I suppose? I remember Hughton's first game, ironically, was it, did you go to Blackburn away when Lolly scored a deflected goal in the 90th minute? Yeah, and that, I that would have. Oh, yeah, it did. Middle. Of course it did. Yeah. 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 And then sometimes that's just what happens, isn't it? I suppose. The new manager bounce. Yeah, the new manager bounce. Yeah. I mean, just looking at the squad, are there any players... I mean, is there a good team there? I suppose I'm thinking of players like Max Lowe's look pretty good. I think Jed Spence could combine well with Joe Lolly not recreate the Matty Cash thing again because that's an unfair comparison. But do you see potential in this team if someone gets them going? Definitely, and
1: especially the midfield. We've got a stacked quality midfield. Uh, on Garner, I was really surprised his comments about coming back and making it... it well, he, he said it was because of Chris and because... I didn't think his style of play suits the way Garner plays. And I think that might be a lot of the reason why he hasn't really got going this season yet. So if it is Cooper, John Percy from the Telegraphs just tweeted that they think they're going to get him in before the weekend. So if it is Cooper for Saturday, maybe we see a completely different Garner, one that we've seen, you know, the, the last season. And you might get your cough, faleo <laughs> shining and players like that that just haven't done it yet for Forrest. The more I think about Cooper, the more I really want it to be him, to be honest. He, he isn't that proven manager yet. And we go, oh, it's going to be all right because he's done it at this club, that club and the other. He's a manager that, that, play, that does well with young players and it fits the bill perfectly for me. So Forrest really need to go and get him now. And if they don't, why haven't they got him?
2: He did do really well. If I try and think of some of their players, like um, Connor Roberts, is at the fullback, um, Jake Bidwell's an experienced player, he's got that out of him, Grimes in midfield, and then he had Andre, is it Andre IU or Jordan IU? I can't remember which yeah, one it is, nice. but he had him up front, who's kind of the grabbing figure, who's the guy who's a bit of a veteran, who's probably been paid a lot of money. Uh, well, you was supposed to be on 80 grand a week, and he got the best out of him and got him to knuckle down, so it probably does feel... Yeah, the right appointments. So, um, give me some optimism, temps. It's been so miserable all season. Uh, is it all going to be all right? Tell me it's all going to be all right.
0: I'll, t- I'll tell you this, and this this may well come back to, to haunt me in uh, in in eight months' time. But Forest won't get relegated. Um, I don't think we're going to challenge the, the 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 top half. I know Greg was optimistic earlier about the material <laughs> size of that gap, but I, I just I can't see a playoff run happening. But yeah, I will give you this boost, Matt. Forest will not get relegated. We will find stability. There'll be bumps in the road along the way and there isn't a need for mass recruitment come January, but there'll be enough improvement from within to avoid relegation, but probably not too much more this year. What's important is, if it is Steve Cooper or somebody else, they're given time, um, they're given resource, they're allowed to um, form the team and the style that they want and they're still in post in two years' time.
2: Well, I will take all of that. Greg, you are the the ultimate optimist compared to the, to most Forest fans. Um, are you wavering or are you still upbeat? I'm not going with my
1: uh, start of season prediction anymore. No, top, right. top three or four. Um, <laughs> I'm going to say we're going to go on a run before Christmas and we'll 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 get into the top half. I don't know how, but we will.
2: Well, <laughs> well
0: Greg, that'll bite you harder than my. <laughs> It's it's me. It, it. he doesn't yeah.
2: learn either we've done like so many of these predictions and greg's like this has not been right but we hope he's well, right what's this the time.
0: point if you can't be optimistic oh, <laughs> let's absolutely. get greg down for a team talk on at the weekend yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah why not why not get them firing right uh we shall leave it there thanks to everyone who's watched and listened as ever um and keeps listening i'm very pleased that listening foods are going up but do up but don't desert us now they changed manager because we can, you know, still hopefully put out interesting podcasts. So do give us a good rating and review. Uh, back on Monday with David Prutton and uh, another, perhaps Gary Bertels or Sarah Clapson. So do join us then. Greg, thank you very much. Cheers. Good to speak to you again. And Temp, thank you very much. Cheers, Matt. Uh,
0: Matt, thanks for the chat, Greg. Yeah.
2: And we'll see everyone soon.